Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Blog Talk Radio. Hello, and welcome to another healing conversation brought to you by AcousticHealth.com. My name is Loren Gailey. And today I am so very pleased and honored to bring you this interview with Patricia Diane Coderobles. You may be familiar with her. She runs the nonprofit New Age Study of Humanity's Purpose, and her website is eraofpeace.org. Now, Patricia is a very dedicated light worker who has a weekly radio show called Awaken Your Divine Potential, and she's made a lot of DVDs and CDs and authored several books, including Take Charge of Your Life, What on Earth is Going On, Home, Heaven on Mother Earth, The Violet Flame, God's Gift to Humanity, among others. And her latest book is the topic of our discussion today, and it's called Who Am I and Why Am I Here? So first, welcome, Patricia. Well, thank you, Lauren. Your latest book... Who Am I? Why Am I Here? It's a wonderful timeline of really the beginning of creation of our universe, our mother, father, God, and how and why we fell from grace and got into this current situation. So can you first start by telling us how you first began to receive the information that you present in this book? And you call it from the beings of light in the realms of illumined truth. Yes, this is just, you know, it's such an important time, Lorraine, and I think, truthfully, everybody on the planet has been preparing for a very long time to do the mission that we've come to do in this particular embodiment. So when we start doing it, we're just remembering and reconnecting. And mine began, you know, with a personal quest. I always wondered why there's so much pain and suffering and why things are so out of sync on this planet. And... That was my motivation to search for answers. And I studied like everybody else. I went through the gamut of world religions. I went through science. I went through sociology, psychology, and all of the kinds of things, metaphysical mystery schools, and never was able to get the answer that I needed. So I just kept meditating and and going within and reaching up, knowing that the whole premise of ask and you shall receive, knock and the door will be open. And all of us have the ability. This is something we were never supposed to lose. We were always supposed to have these advanced teachers from the higher realms of perfection guiding us and assisting us in our earthly experiences as we were learning to become co-creators to learn how to create new patterns of perfection in the physical plane. So my quest really was a lifetime quest, and the things I discovered were life-transforming for me, and so I didn't want anyone to not have access to this information, so I've spent my life 
offering free seminars and workshops and doing all kinds of things to make the information as available as possible and including also, you know, books and DVDs and things like that so that it would be available. And you had said we were never supposed to lose this. Let's talk then about the fall from grace, why and how. That's a fascinating story. Yes, it it really is. You know, our purpose, we're multidimensional, multifaceted beings. Our Father, Mother, God are always whole and complete. But the reason they decided to in create sons and daughters is just like we do in this physical plane to expand our love and to have more expressions of ourselves in the outer world and so the reason for creating sons and daughters of God were to expand the borders of the kingdom of heaven and so our father mother God created us invested us with the gift of free will and the creative faculties of thought and feeling and the original plan was that we would be able to observe all of the patterns of perfection that exist in the causal body of God where everything exists and through our unique perception and understanding we would create new previously unknown expressions of divinity and new learning experiences and it was determined that the way for us to learn how to be co-creators most effectively would be within the denser constraints of a time and space continuum so this is why we descended down into denser frequencies into the physical plane and you know we had our own divinity we had our earthly bodies to navigate around in the physical plane and the intent was that we would use our free will never to create good or evil or love or hate or peace or war or the other maladies the human miscreations but rather for us to say how today will I use my gift of life to create new expressions of divinity new powers of perfection and in order to help us sustain that we were given one commandment and that was do not partake of the tree of knowledge of good and evil and the reason that our father mother God needed to give that uh, warning to us was because eons ago and other systems of world some of the sons and daughters of God had chosen to use their gift of life to create patterns that were less than the patterns of perfection in the causal body of God and those mutated thought forms and feelings ended up manifesting as poverty and disease and war and hatred and even inclement weather conditions and everything that conflicts with the harmony and balance of heaven on earth which was the original plan so our godparents knew that if we didn't have any consciousness of those maladies if it wasn't part of our understanding or knowing that we wouldn't recreate them in the physical plane and so unfortunately you know that was the these souls that created negativity fell into very dense discordant vibrations and our father mother god wouldn't project one electron of light into these dense energies to sustain them. So the only way that our sisters and brothers that had fallen could live is that they'd roam the universe looking for new innocent solar systems and tempt the sons and daughters of God to misqualify their gift of life, their thoughts and feelings. And then they would live parasitically off of that negative energy. And this was really the symbology of the serpent in the Garden of Eden tempting Adam and Eve to partake of the tree of knowledge of good and evil.
and the the story is very complex and we've I've described it in detail in the book but just for our purposes here to simplify it there was a point in time where we did choose to start using our gifts of life to create patterns that weren't in harmony and balance and so we started creating discord and the negative thoughts began reflecting on the elements and we started creating inclement weather conditions that resulted in the aging of our physical bodies and famines and plagues and pestilence and we just kind of snowballed into this denser and denser frequencies and have been now working for millennia to get out of that mess and now we're in the process of reversing those adverse effects from the fall so that we can move forward in the light with the rest of the solar systems in the universe. So then let's jump forward. Your book talks about two Earths and different dimensions. We can even jump to harmonic convergence. Was it a signal of the shift of the ages? Right. The shift of the ages is a natural moment in time that happens every so many billions of years when cycles within cycles within cycles dovetail into one rhythmic momentum in alignment with the heartbeat of our omniscient, omnipotent, omnipotent, omnipresent Father, Mother, God, the cosmic I am, all that is. And in that rare moment, our Father, Mother, God breathes the whole of creation up the spiral of evolution into the next evolutionary process. And so all creation moves forward. And one of the things that started our fall was that millions of years ago, we reached that moment of the shift of the ages. And what happens is, is that any soul that is misqualifying energy and can't withstand the higher frequencies, our solar system was in the third dimension, so this meant millions of years ago, that we would ascend into the fourth dimension. And any evolving sons and daughters of God in the solar system that can't withstand those higher vibrations because they're, they have misqualified their gift of life and are vibrating at such dense frequencies can't move forward. And that isn't a punishment or a judgment. It's just that it would be like trying to move through a lightning bolt because the vibrations are so much higher. Those souls are left behind. Nothing is ever lost. They're returned to the central sun and held kind of in a limbo state until another system of worlds is dense enough for them to re-embody and take all of their karmic liabilities with them. And it literally sets souls back millions of years to go through that process. Well, when that was dictated millions of years ago, the earth was still in the Garden of Eden state. And as a merciful act of divine love, there were several of the sons and daughters of God and other planets in our solar system that weren't going to be able to make the shift, and we asked if they could be transferred to Earth with the hope that we would be able to hold the sacred space and project enough love into them that we could get them back on track and then catch up with the rest of our solar system. And the beings of light have said never in the whole of creation has that kind of a gift of divine love and compassion been offered by the sons and daughters of God. And since our whole purpose is to come up with new expressions of love and and divinity, that experiment was allowed. And at that time, a cosmic tone sounded and the rest of our solar system 
moved forward in the light. This is why into the fourth dimension. The earth alone remained in the third dimension. And all of the souls that were going to be left behind were transferred to the inner planes of earth in preparation to be embodied on this planet. And that's why when our third dimensional instruments go by Mars or Venus, all we're seeing is the very densest residue of what's left from the third dimension. But the planets themselves are vibrating at fourth dimensional frequencies, which are transcend our physical sight, and they're teeming with life. And this is why, you know, our the space brothers that are helping us, these other beings that are from our solar system, this, they come and go, and they're, we see them and we don't because they go in and out of dimensions in our sight. But the reason that we're receiving this kind of assistance that we are now is because we got in this mess out of the greatest act of compassion and love that the sons and daughters of God had ever rendered to any part of life. And when these souls started embodying millions of years ago on the planet, when they were young, the earth evolutions were able to help transmute the negativity. But when they were old enough to have their really heavy karmic liabilities released to them in the physical plane, the evolutions of Earth had no idea how to handle that energy. You know, we had never experienced anything like that, and it literally overwhelmed us, and this is what ultimately caused our fall from grace. Well, what's happening now, the reason that there's such an urgency of the hour is that a, a little over 500 years ago, the edict came forth again for another shift of the ages. And what that meant for our solar system is that we were to ascend into the fifth dimension. Well, the Earth was still struggling in the densest frequencies of the third dimension, so this meant in order for us to make the shift, we would have to not only ascend back into the fourth dimension, but we have to raise up high enough to be ready to move with the rest of the solar system into the fifth dimension. And the rest of our solar system was perfectly ready to move forward because we took on all of the fallen souls at the last shift of the ages. So we hadn't been able to get our head above the mud puddle for millions of years, so the potential of us doing it in a short period of time was very, very slim. But nobody wanted to give up on us. So our Father Mother God gave us a period of grace, a 500-year period of grace that would allow us to implement several plans that were set in motion to try to shift the consciousness of humanity as quickly as possible. And several plans were set into motion, and I've described them in detail in, in the book just for, and it's very interesting. It, the information that's being given to us from on high, the intent of it is to help us see the bigger picture during these very tumultuous times so that we can see the incredible divine intervention that has taken place to help us because it's impossible for us to feel hopeless or abandoned or like we're going to fail when we can see the unprecedented assistance we've been receiving. But this 500-year period of grace brought us up to that moment in time that's called harmonic convergence. And harmonic convergence was the moment when we began the initial ascent, ascent of the spiral of evolution into the fifth dimension excuse me, the fourth dimension. But because we were still so far from what we were supposed to be, it was determined that there would be two Earths. And this is what all the prophecies have 
thought would happen too. You know, we've heard about in Revelations the new heaven and the new earth and the old earth passes away. It's been thought for a very long time that there may be some souls that would awaken in time to make this shift and that there would be millions that wouldn't and that would be left behind. But with harmonic convergence, what took place is lightworkers were guided. They went, we traveled, everybody, millions of people all over the planet, whether they were consciously aware of what they were doing or not, traveled to sacred sites. And what they were doing was aligning along the acupuncture meridians of the earth and into the acupuncture points to receive this influx of fourth dimensional energy that allowed a fourth dimensional earth to be created and those two earths were interpenetrating each other just vibrating at different frequencies and so that began that process of the two earths and even with that the work has been going on incredibly intensely to awaken the rest of humanity so that nobody will be left behind. That brings us to what that would look like in the future. We're in the third dimension now, but are we already in the fourth? The miracle that has taken place, one of the greatest tragedies of the fall is that the masculine polarity of our Father God activates our left brain hemisphere and the power center of our throat, and that's a sapphire blue radiance. It is the outbreath of God. It is the power and will and uh, the momentum of the outbreath activity of our Father God. The feminine polarity of God is our Mother God, and this is a crystalline pink radiance of divine love that activates our right brain hemisphere and our heart. And in the beginning, these two hemispheres of our brain were perfectly balanced. The power center of our throat, the love center of our hearts were perfectly balanced. These two sacred essences, the pink and blue essence of our Father, Mother, God, merged into this magnificent violet flame that ascends into our brain structure activates our spiritual brain centers, our pituitary, pineal, and hypothalamus glands, and the ganglionic centers at the base of our brain, which awakens our crown chakra of enlightenment, which creates the sunshine yellow radiance of the son or daughter of God, which is the Christ. And this is the holy trinity that exists within every human being. And when we started experiencing so much pain, when we started misqualifying our energy. In order to make the pain stop, we closed our heart chakra. This blocked the portal of the Mother God, so she was forced to withdraw to a mere trickle. This caused our right brain to become almost dormant and our spiritual brain centers to atrophy. This caused our crown chakra to close and we lost contact with Christ consciousness and that divine higher consciousness. We started using our power without the balance of love for the first time, so we started creating this alter ego, our human ego, that is a fragmented, fear-based aspect of ourselves that functions strictly to gratify the physical senses. So when we talk about the Trinity, that's why we think of the Father God. We lost the awareness of the feminine polarity of God, and we fell so far into that patriarchal consciousness through the abuse of our masculine power 
that we just started accepting without question that we had a single parent, you know, which doesn't make sense in any realm of co-creation <laughs> or creation, that, that there is just one polarity of, of creation. There's always that balance of the masculine and feminine within, within all creation. And even the Holy Trinity, we've known that the Holy Spirit is the love nature of God, the Holy Comforter, but we thought of it as a masculine aspect of our Father God, when actually the Holy Spirit is our Mother God. So one of the things that had to occur is that we had to activate our right brain hemispheres and to awaken our spiritual brain centers. And many, many activities of light have been working toward this. Finally, in 2003, we reached that moment, and there was a time in 2003 that was called Harmonic Concordance, and that was actually the 500-year shift of the ages that took place at that time, and this took place between um, a new moon um, lunar eclipse, excuse me, a full moon lunar eclipse that took place in um, on the 8th of November in 2003, and a full moon solar eclipse that took place on the 23rd. During those two weeks, we went through the initial impulse of the shift of the ages in, into the first spiral of the fifth dimension. So, what has happened now is that we have moved into the fourth dimension. Now, we can still lower our energies and get into the mess where we're in the third-dimensional vibrations, but we have moved into the, fifth, the fourth dimension. And with the return of our Mother God, one of the miracles that happened with that is that this activity of light, and I'm just going to share this with you. I want to give this disclaimer, too, because... I don't want anybody to believe anything just because somebody's told them it's true. This information that's coming from the realms of truth is being given to us to help us see the bigger picture and the magnitude of what is happening. Each of us are in right and perfect places, and what we need to do is take this information into our heart as food for thought, see how it resonates for us. If anything that I'm saying doesn't resonate as truth for you, just let it go. and. If it's important for you to know this, your God Self will keep presenting it to you in loving, gentle ways until it finally resonates as truth for you. Because I know that some of these things seem pretty far out, but each and every one of us knows this, and we have been preparing for hundreds of lifetimes to participate in this ascension process that's going on right here and right now. And through our God Selves, we all know this information. But one of the miracles beyond the greatest expectation of the company of heaven is that just prior to return of the divine feminine, there was an act of unprecedented divine grace when every soul that was in danger of not being able to make the shift into the fifth dimension was taken into the heart of our central sun, which are... The solar logos are the beings Alpha and Omega. And in an unprecedented, rare event, their free will was set aside, and they were compelled to look into the mirror of life and to perceive their own divinity. 
Now, this took place in their finer bodies while they were sleeping at night. Many of them, it had been millions of years before they had even had the slightest remembrance that they were these magnificent sons and daughters of God. Their free will was then returned to them, and Alpha and Omega gave them one final opportunity, showing them what they would have to do to clear up their karmic liabilities, and giving them one final opportunity to choose whether or not they were willing to do what was necessary in order to move into the light. And in an act that shocked even the company of heaven, every single fallen soul agreed to do what was necessary to move into the light. Now, with this conscious agreement in inner levels, they don't consciously necessarily know it in outer levels, but their God self, and in inner levels, they made this commitment. The old earth was breathed into the new earth by the mighty Elohim, who are the builders of form, and the two earths became one. The miracle is, is that every single evolving soul on this planet is now going to move forward into the light. This is why things are so incredibly intense right now, because once that happened, which took place in 2003, all of the energies that were going to have to be left behind on the old earth with those souls now have to come to the surface to be healed. So we are going through this unprecedented purging right now. And this would never have been allowed if it was going to cause more harm than good. The reason it has been allowed is because there are millions of souls on this planet in every conceivable corner of the world that are working with the light and with the violet flame to transmute this energy as it is surfacing. Every single day there are billions, with a B, billions of souls that in one way or another turn their attention to a higher power invoking divine intervention. So we are receiving more assistance than ever before in the history of time. And because of this, a cosmic dispensation has been granted by our omniscient Father, Mother, God, all that is, that allows our efforts in the physical plane, everything we do to add to the light of the world. And when I say we, I'm talking about every man, woman, and child belonging to or serving the earth at this time, whether they are in or out of embodiment. But every person on the physical plane, when we do anything to add to the light of the world, a smile, a heartfelt feeling, anything, the company of heaven has been granted permission to amplify our efforts a thousand times, a thousand fold. So this is why all of the prophecies of old, perceiving this moment, knew that the transformation would take place in what was perceived to be the twinkling of an eye because of how long we've struggled and how hard things have been. So what we need to know is that in the realms of cause, this has God victoriously been accomplished and our victory is assured. It does not mean it's a done deal. It has been assured because the company of heaven knows the tenacity in the heart of awakening souls and knows that literally we're going to work our tails off to get this done and to help shift these energies as we move forward into the light. Well, with your book, you're helping to awaken people even more. And wouldn't you say a lot of people are waking up really fast as we watch things come up and purge? Absolutely. People are 
moving forward at quantum rates. And one of the things, and I'd like to really stress this because one of the things that's so difficult, I mean, this is the time, what's happening right now is the time biblically referred to as the time of screaming and the gnashing of teeth. Because as the light of God, everything's interrelated, interconnected, interdependent. There's no separation. So as the light of God enters the earth, everything that conflicts with that light is pushed to the surface. And what we easily see when we turn on the news or read a newspaper or experience the challenges going on in our own lives, we see the garbage being pushed to the surface that's coming up to be healed and transmuted. What we don't see as easily is the incredible light that's pushing it to the surface. So the reason things look so difficult is because we are at, at a new place of being able to work with the light more intensely than ever before and we're receiving more assistance. So things are coming up faster. And even in the lives of light workers, they're going through challenges, financial challenges, relationship, health problems, all different kinds of things are surfacing. And the reason for this book and this information is pouring through every open door on the planet, what I'm saying is not unique and it is not rare. There's nothing special about me other than the fact that I'm willing to receive this information, which are, so are millions of other people on the planet. But my purpose of making this information available is to let people know and remind them and empower them to reach up and get this information for themselves. Because the truth is, no matter how much you respect somebody, no matter how clear you think they are, how pure their information resonates in their, your heart for you, it is still through their eyes and their perception, which is going to be a little bit different than your perception, because no two people have the same learning experiences or experience things the same. So the whole intent of everything that I'm doing in my work is just to let people know the information that's being given at this time so that they can reach up and get their own take and their own perception on this incredible opportunity that the earth is going through. What do you see personally when you meditate? What's the experience like for you? Well, it's very different and individual each time. One of the things is from the beginning of when I started really connecting with those realms is realizing that what I'm experiencing and what each and every one of us were never supposed to lose the ability to experience is very much like what people are describing as their near-death experiences. When people die, they realize that they don't even lose consciousness, they're just aware of moving into standing outside their bodies, and sometimes you'll feel that, sometimes you'll just feel a shift of consciousness. But they move through this darker tunnel or this uh, shaft of light into the light. And what this tunnel is, it's just a, a force field, a pathway through the psychic astral realm, which is just a sea of negativity of humanity's misqualified thoughts and feelings around the earth, this heavy darkness. This is what we're purging. This is what we're clearing and transmuting. We have to transmute this back into light. So in order to move into the light, we pass through this. So what I've experienced and what I've asked for and what each and every one of us ask for is we ask our God self to create this tremendous shaft of light around us 
that extends from the very heart of God down through all dimensions around our bodies, down through past our feet into the center of the earth so that we are living, moving, and breathing within this invincible pillar of light that allows us to move in consciousness easily through the psychic astral realm into the realms of light. And when we get into those realms of light, like when people go through the near-death experience, they start remembering. They're not, nobody's outside teaching them. They start remembering, and they know that they know that they know. There's this wealth of knowledge that is brought to the surface of their conscious mind that they realize that they already know, but that they haven't been able to access because they've been so buried in the dense negativity of this physical plane. Now, in addition to that inner knowing, which is the wealth of everything we've ever learned since our inception, we have the ability to, through open heart and mind telepathic communication, communicate with any of the beings of light, which include all of the wonderful, magnificent beings that we've known from the world religions, Jesus and Buddha and Mohammed and Moses and and Krishna and all of those beings of light, Mother Mary, Kuan Yin, everybody that we've known, all of the archangels and angels, all of the solar logos, as well as infinite ascended masters, cosmic galactic beings, and legions of light throughout infinity that we don't even know about, but that we can experience in that frequency with their vibration and their energy. These are just our sisters and brothers. They are all sons and daughters of God, just like we are, but they're the equivalent of college professors compared to us being kindergarten students. And they were always supposed to be available to guide us and to teach us and to help us learn and move forward. They were never supposed to um, be inaccessible to us, and it wasn't supposed to be, you know, this unique rare time. This has nothing to do with channeling. It isn't about being psychic. It isn't about having supernatural uh, ESP or supernatural abilities. This is the natural open heart and mind telepathic communication that we've always supposed to have had with these beings of light. So when you ask me what my experience is, it depends on what the purpose of my meditation is. If I have a question, if I want to find an answer to something, if I need information to share with people to help with what's happening on Earth, I just go into that place and ask for that, and the beings of light come that will assist us, whether it's working with the energies of healing or with the violet flame or with the divine love energies or with the elemental kingdom to help reinforce the cracks and faults and fissures and tectonic plates on the planet to help secure the earth because more light's coming in and we don't want it to cause more natural disasters or whatever. Whatever it is, those things are available to help us, each and every one of us. And the important thing is to know that they are there and all we have to do is ask even if we don't have any conscious perception of them. Put yourself in this invincible pillar of light. All you have to do is ask for it. Ask God to envelop you in this force field. Ask any of the beings of light you can resonate with. Feel it around you all the time. And then ask for whatever assistance you need, and the floodgates of heaven will open. And in the beginning, you may not perceive it. You may not see it or tangibly understand it. But eventually, you will, very tangibly, 
no. We don't have to be in deep states of meditation. The purpose of this pillar of light, which is what we had in the beginning, is to keep us connected to the realms of truth wherever we are, whatever we are doing, so that we will always have that guidance and assistance from on high. You say that so beautifully. How would you recognize the beings that you meet? Is there a certain energy vibration or signature? Yes, and that's an important part of that because the reason there's so much confusion now is that people are beginning to remember that they were supposed to have this contact. So they open up and ask for guidance. And if we don't have the pillar of protection around us, if we don't move through the psychic astral realm, we can open up in the middle of this chaotic frequency of confusion. And there are mischievous souls who are just our sisters and brothers that have fallen and are not, nobody's ever supposed to be in that realm, but souls can get caught there and there's always angels that will come and say, you're trapped in this dimension, let me take you to the higher schools of learning, but because they can be mischievous from that realm, they'll often stay there. It's infinitely less intense and dense than it used to be. You know, that it's greatly been purged. There aren't many souls left there. But the souls that are there, you know, they don't say, I'm a force of imbalance and I've come to mess up your life. They say, I'm God, follow me. And they are afraid of us moving into the light. They don't understand that they are moving in and it's going to be glorious. They think they're going to be destroyed and they're not going to be able to control us, which of course they're not. So they're doing everything to block us from fulfilling our highest potential. So they'll lead us astray and they'll give us misinformation and disinformation. They can say they're anybody. They can say they're Jesus or their Mother Mary or their Kuan Yin or their Buddha or their Archangel Michael. They can say they're anybody. Mm. What they cannot do is emulate the frequency of vibration. And that was one of the training sessions that was given to me by the beings of light when I started reaching into that momentum. I was asked to draw, to call forth a being of light that I resonated with. And Mother Mary is somebody that's been very close to my heart since I was very small. And I was asked to feel her frequency of vibration. And she has a very distinct frequency of vibration. The truth is every child of God has our own unique frequency of vibration. I've learned that we also have our unique keynote, which is a musical tone. We have our unique fragrance. And this is how we're recognized on the inner planes, by our tone, our frequency of vibration, and our fragrance. And this is how we're going to recognize our spiritual family as well. So then I was asked to draw another being. So I called someone else forward, and their vibration was very distinct. And I was told to pay attention to that because the forces of imbalance in the psychic astral realm can say they're anybody. What they cannot do is emulate the vibration and the frequency and the fragrance. So when we are about our business and when we're, you know, in in the midst of maybe a tumultuous situation where we're invoking the light, These beings project their luminous presence into our energy field, and you can instantaneously know who it is and feel who it is. And that will happen for all of us. Until we get to that place, 
one of the things that is important for us all to do is that rather than just opening up for anything to come through, until we can identify the highest frequencies of the beings of light, the ascended masters and angelic realms and the realms of truth, for us to keep ourselves enveloped in an invincible force field of protection. And all we have to do is ask our God self and the company of heaven to envelop us with a, a pillar of light that extends literally from the very heart of God down around our physical bodies into the center of the earth, anchoring in the divine momentum in the center of the earth. And if we just feel ourselves living, moving, breathing, and existing within this magnificent pillar of light, that all of the light and love and higher frequencies easily pass back and forth through this pillar to bless us, but all discordant energies or things that would interfere or would try to interfere with us moving forward in the light would be deflected away and wouldn't be able to enter this, would just bounce off of this high force field of light. This is what the beings of light have asked us to be cognizant of and to know that all we have to do is ask our God Self, our I Am Presence, and them to envelop us with this, and they will do that so that we can have it perpetually around us. We can see it around us when we go to bed at night, see it around us as we wake up in the morning and throughout the day, so that 24 hours a day we are within this force field of light. And then when we ask for guidance or direction from the higher realms, we ask that only from the highest realms of truth will the energy come through this pillar to guide and direct us. So what can we do then in the next coming years? I know that there are certain people that are storing up on fresh water, and that seems like more of a fear-based activity. And they truly honestly believe there's going to be tough times. Well, one of the things that beings of light have keep reiterating to us is that they have not been working with us for all of this time if we're going to be wiped off the planet. And that's what, you know, some of the prophecies of old indicated that there would be as much as 90% of the population removed in the purging and cataclysmic earth changes. But we have... A fulfilled negative prophecy is a failed prophecy. The only reason prophecies are divinely inspired that indicate there might be a negative outcome such as that is if we have the ability to change it and avert that outcome. So the beings of light are saying for us to listen to our hearts, we will be in the right and perfect place, just like in the middle of the most catastrophic events, people are surviving and people are moving forward in the light and they have what they need to survive. So if you feel the, the strong heart call to stockpile and do that, fine, do that. There's nothing wrong with doing that. If you feel protected and feel that you're going to be okay, then listen to that inner voice as well. Um, nobody's going to leave this physical plane by mistake. We've all been prepared a very long time to do this. There will be people who leave the physical plane, you know, just like there is now every single day, but it's not, we're not going to leave unless it's part of our divine plan, and that's part of our, what we've agreed to go through. So listen to your heart, trust, and most of all, move out of the fear and hold your attention on the vision of the new earth. See the magnificent patterns of perfection, humanity living in harmony, 
the reverence for life radiating through every heart flame so that we're working with these win-win situations of humanity reaching out to help and support and assist each other rather than hoarding and fighting and taking away and fighting for the natural resources. We're co-creating this shift. So we have to focus on what we want rather than the fears of what we don't want. And most of the, actually, I know that people are very sincere when they're giving their prognosis, but one of the things that St. Germain and the beings of light keep reiterating to us is where your attention is, there you are. And one of the most destructive things that's happening now is people who, with a sincere intent, are pointing out every horrific vision that they can possibly put out there in the way of government and Illuminati and wars and all the catastrophic things because as soon as the mass consciousness of humanity is turned toward those things, we empower them, we energize them, and we bring them into manifestation. Whereas if we just blaze the violet flame to transmute and transform those negative thought forms and instead empower the visions of the new heaven and the new earth, which is everything that we've known is coming and that we're co-creating, then that's what we're going to empower. St. Germain has even gone so far as to say that the other is a means of sorcery and it's an activity of the forces of imbalance who don't want us to move forward in the light, who are trying to maintain power and control through fear, which is not an uncommon thing. I mean, that's fear is the open door for all of that garbage. So we need to move past that. And we need to say to ourselves, is what I am thinking and feeling now what I want to be empowering? And if it isn't, we say, okay, what do I want instead of that? And change the thought form. Blaze the violet flame which transmutes and heals negativity. Blaze the violet flame through all of those patterns you were just empowering with your negative thoughts and say, this is what I want to empower instead and put your attention on that. You also say that 2010 is a year of manifestation and also that when we give love and activities of light then we are rewarded a thousand times a thousand fold right because of the urgency of the hour and because of the awakening that taking is taking place there are literally millions of people on this planet who are genuinely invoking the patterns of perfection for the new earth and we are moving toward this critical mass and to assist this you know every prophecy has indicated that the transformation into the new earth will take place in the twinkling of an eye and of course compared to the millions of years we've been struggling it is going to be the twinkling of an eye but because of the need of the hour our father mother god the omniscient omnipotent omnipresent cosmic i am all that is has granted the legions of light in the realms of truth permission to amplify our efforts. And because of the desire to have us come together, because we're so much more powerful with our group energy, that when we are invoking light on ourselves, just by ourselves for our own personal things in the solitude of our homes, the company of heaven can amplify our efforts a thousandfold. 
But if we come together, even if we're alone in our home, but we're doing global meditations or group meditations by connecting with people from things we've learned on the Internet or doing group meditations or that kind of thing, they have permission to amplify our efforts a thousand times a thousandfold, which is monumental. It is monumental. So we need to realize that we are receiving more assistance than ever before in the history of time. The entire universe is focusing on this planet at this moment because we are in the midst of a unique experiment that has never been attempted before. Never has a planet that's fallen this far into discord been given an opportunity to move through two-dimensional shifts. We're moving from the third through the fourth into the fifth in such a short period of time. And when we God victoriously accomplish this, which we're absolutely going to, not because it's a done deal, but because we're really going to work to do this. But when we accomplish it, we are going to bring a collective experience that is going to be a new level of Godhood. And the whole universe will be able to learn from our experiences without ever having to delve into the dense frequencies of duality and separation that we have experienced. So everyone is standing in readiness, rooting for us, and assisting us the maximum that cosmic law will allow. And when we go into that fifth dimension, we'll have a whole new group of friends. There'll be worlds of people or beings. Yes, we were never actually supposed to lose that ability. You know, having the assistance of the company of heaven, who are just our sisters and brothers that have evolved to a higher level of consciousness, like college professors compared to us being kindergarten students. That guidance and that assistance was always supposed to be part of our earthly experience so that we could have teachers and we could learn from the higher realms of truth. We lost that with our fall, and we started creating this fragmented aspect of ourselves that we call our human ego, which is just a fear-based entity that functions to gratify the physical senses, and we lost contact with our God self and with all the higher realms. So all of that is being restored. We are reversing the adverse effects of our fall from grace, and we are absolutely going to be able to communicate through open heart and mind telepathic communication with all of the company of heaven from all time frames and dimensions. So everyone, let's hold our attention on the highest thoughts. Thank you so much, Patricia. Well, you're very welcome. Read an invocation for the Violet Flame. Sure, I'll be glad to do that. Violet Flame, what we need to understand about this is the perfect balance of the sapphire blue radiance of our Father God, the outbreath of divine will, power, and authority, and the in-breath the crystalline pink radiance of our Mother God, which is the divine love, reverence for life, and adoration. So when the sapphire blue and crystalline pink radiance of our Father, Mother God are in perfect balance, they merge into the unfathomable frequency of the violet flame of God's infinite perfection. And when we invoke the violet flame, which will be the predominant energy in the next 2,000-year cycle that we just have begun of Aquarius, it transmutes the discordant energy back into harmony and balance. So let's together, again, go within our hearts 
and will invoke the violet flame. And I'm going to state this in the first person so that we can each experience it individually. But we are one with all life. So simultaneously, we are going to connect with the mighty I Am Presence, the divinity within the hearts of every man, woman, and child belonging to or serving the earth at this time, whether they are in or out of embodiment. And we're going to serve as surrogates. And through each person's I Am Presence, this violet flame will be utilized in perfect alignment with their divine plans and their highest good. Through the beloved presence of God, I am now blazing in my heart. I invoke all of the legions of the violet flame throughout infinity who are associated with the fifth dimensional frequencies of this sacred fire. On behalf of myself and all humanity, I am now blazing the fifth dimensional frequencies of the violet flame through every atomic and subatomic particle and wave of life on earth that is vibrating at a frequency less than the harmony and balance of God. Beloved, I am presence. Look into my life and the lives of all humanity and see what yet remains to be balanced by us to any person, place, condition, or thing we may have wronged at any time, in any way, for any reason. Reach your great loving hands of light into all of the positively qualified energy we have released throughout our earthly sojourns and draw forth a thousand times as much perfection as we have ever done wrong. Fashion from this substance of perfection a gift of divine love, whatever is necessary, to balance every debt we have created which still remains unpaid to any part of life. Beloved I am, I ask you to forgive every person, place, condition, or thing which may have wronged us in any way and balance all debts owed to us by life everywhere. I accept this done through the power of God I am, and so it is. And so it is. Thank you, Patricia Diane Cotabobles. Well, you're certainly welcome, Lorraine. And I thank all of you listening for joining us today. Have a wonderful evening. If you've enjoyed the contents of today's show, please feel free to send this link to your friends and have them download the program from the archives. I'd now like to leave you with music from eraofpeace.org's website. That's eraofpeace.org. This has been another production of AcousticHealth.com.
Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.